Hi, I'm Joel Gould, and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. I'm here with um, Steve Ranoff uh, in the QRL headquarters. How are you going, Steve? Yeah, good, Joel. Um, yeah, another great round of rugby league on the weekend. Um, give us plenty to talk about. It's all happening, Steve. Oh, it's all happening. And a new coach at the Dragons. We've got Chad Townsend um, off for three weeks for a... Uh, Brain snap. Yeah, it was. A, that, 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 the only word I could explain to use to explain that one. And Sonny Bill Williams is back uh, for a few minutes only, but uh, a lot of interest in uh, in his return. Yeah, there was. There was. Which coincided with another Roosters win. But um, <clears throat> let's start off. Um, the coaching merry-go-round continues with <laughs> Anthony Griffin returning to coaching after being... Uh, Sacked by the Broncos and also the Panthers, and now he gets another crack at it at the Dragons. Yeah. They decided to go with him on a on a two year deal. I think that's um, that's right. The the Dragons uh, hierarchy only giving a two year deal. Yeah, I think that's more like it with what coaching contracts should be. I believe there's a third year option in the club's favour. Smart. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, with that, I mean, I think everyone's learnt from what's happened here in Brisbane about the about the you know the long term contracts and. I think a two-year one is smart. Um, you know, they're they're a they're a club at a brink where you know they they got a group of, group of players, but they just been now having to put it together consistently. Well, they haven't. Well, Griffin does have a very good record at uh, reaching finals. He's got a very good win percentage record, um, over fifty percent. And uh, at the Broncos, he he in the four years that he was here, he he made the finals three times, but. It, he, the the first year he made the finals, Darren Lockyer played in the first two, got a fractured cheekbone in the second one, and, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the Broncos lost the, the third week. But actually, Griffin never won a final at the Broncos after that, even though he made them. So uh, he he was able to get that team to the finals, and but not, not able really to do much with them after well, Lockyer's well, retirement. Look, two years, let's, let's be honest, two years where the Dragons are coming from, They'll be happy to make a top eight next year. To be honest, they will. They, they'd have to take that if if he can get them there. That's a win. Um, so and that's just that's just the way it is. And they probably looked at all that. I mean, he's got um, if if they're going to be there, Norman and Hunt both played under him um, at the Broncos in the twenties and first grade. Um, so you know that's that's a little bonus he would have used on his resume. Well, he's coming from a low base. I mean, the Dragons just fluffed their lines yeah. the last two weeks. They could have put pressure on Cronulla if they'd been able to beat the Bulldogs and Titans, but yeah. weren't able to. Oh, sorry, not not the Bulldogs, uh, the Cowboys and and Titans, and had the lead in, and threw threw the game away in both. So they've really fluffed their lines. Well, uh, well, well that's the thing. I, I think with the merry-go-round with coaching, and you see the the coaches that have been moved on. Um, you know, you got the Broncos and George Cowboys, and Canterbury. Uh, and, oh, and Canterbury. Oh, and, yeah, Canterbury. And now the Dragons. It. Yeah. Well, you got that team. They're all down the bottom. I mean, as you say, the only way up. So it's a win. Really, a win-win for these coaches. The only way up is is up. Well, I mean, we have to So you know what I mean? They they'll they'll look good if they can just get the team up and get them excited for their footy. Okay, Steve. Well. There's been a little bit of uh, controversy this week at the Dragons, obviously, uh, with uh, Nathan Blacklock uh, coming out and talking about some uh, racism mm. that he encountered at the club and then and the club putting out an apology. 
Uh, also, there, there's been a real um, divide in opinion on whether Anthony Griffin's the right man for the Dragons. There's a group of people say no, he's not, and there's a group that say yes, he is. So we've seen that unfold. Yes. But also, there's been a lot of talk about his political views, and Laurie Daly has, has said just recently that the Indigenous All Stars coach that he'd be happy to talk to Anthony about some of his comments regarding the Indigenous All-Stars, where Griffin said it's become uh, too politicised. Your opinion on that? Oh, definitely hasn't, mate. I mean, and if, any, if it, anyone's made it pol- political, it's not, it's not the team or, or, you know, the Indigenous side of it, to be honest, because um, the boys go in there for... It's done for a reason. It's around understanding of Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander culture, not only for those group of boys to learn that, but for the greater... You know the team that they play against. You know, used to be the um, NRL All Stars, and they get to learn a lot. Um, you know, it's all about that coming together. So, how anyone wants to lean on that and say it's political, uh, they've got no idea. Well, when it comes to singing the anthem, the Australian anthem, of course, that's. Uh, and I know a lot of Indigenous people don't don't regard it as reflecting their own history or the or the nation's history. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly um, an issue f- for them. But it's more about, as I understand, understanding our history. That, yeah. that, and they, they've come to a greater understanding of their history through the Indigenous All-Stars uh, oh, concept, yeah, correct? With, without a doubt. And that, that's why it's been unique in, in what it's done. And it's been dy- it's dynamic. It's great. You know, it's, it's how you, you can never come up with a negative out of what the All-Stars have brought since, I think, when did it start? 2008, maybe, was it? 2008? And so a long time ago, I just remember, yeah. I remember Adele playing the didgeridoo, the, yeah. the, the corner place yeah. of the didgeridoo. Well, That's my you know, first recollection of how Indigenous you, How history. someone, it probably shows how people think, how someone can pull a negative out of it, does my head in, I just don't see, I don't see any negative at all. Mm. You know, I get goosebumps every time I watch that game, you know? And just through the fact that um, it's, it's highlighting the game's Indigenous players as well. Are the First Nations people, I would say. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I just can't understand anyone who draws a negative bow at that. Well, I think Anthony Griffin's appointment has certainly already polarised the, the, the rugby league media in particular, but it, it, it will certainly polarise a lot of people as well, including supporters, of which I am one of the Dragons. And, look, I, look, I don't know what happened at the Panthers, I'll be honest. I wasn't there. I've only read... Uh, various opinions from people that were there about about Anthony Griffin's time at, at the Panthers, so I really can't comment on that. I did deal with Anthony when I worked for Rugby League Week uh, for four years at the Broncos. He was okay to deal with, I must say, and um, he, he, the, the Broncos won more games than they lost under Griffin, that's for sure. Yeah. So I think one thing he will do is I'm pretty sure he'll he, he, the, the Dragons will win games that they've been losing. Yeah, without because a doubt. they should have won the last two. I'm not saying Griffin's going to wave a magic wand, um, but, but he, he'll, he'll bring something different uh, to what's been happening there over the last few years. So obviously that's run out. It was just the even you know even the players uh, just couldn't get. They showed in the last couple of weeks games they should have won they weren't winning. Mm. Um, so maybe he has that edge, um, and he's probably shown that on his PowerPoint. Um, display uh, in the meetings that um, he can get him get him to do that. One thing we are seeing in rugby league is the recycling of coaches that have been in other clubs, and you, you can have a, your own opinion on that whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or indifferent to it. But I, I would like to say, and this one, I'm glad Todd Payton's got a crack. I know he's had a go at the yeah. Warriors. He's done a really good job, and I think he's he's shown that he's up to the challenge. Yeah, he has a hundred percent. But so it's good to see a fresh face at a club. 
But look, I've been talking about the Walker brothers for such a long time. I would love to see a board take um, a more proactive and um, long-term view of of the, of the rugby league firmament and appoint someone like them. I just feel like that with all these new coaches, there's quite a few clubs that have missed out on a real opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joel. I yeah. definitely do. Yeah, I'd love to see them get a gig and... We, what we're seeing is is the same coaches turning up, and and often they haven't been successful at the clubs they've been at. Yeah, and, and it's, they're getting another go. And it's, okay, it's, good luck to them. Yeah, but I'd like to see a change there. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, there's it, it's I don't know what the clubs. I mean, you, you look at the you can look at the clubs differently, like the newer clubs, uh, like the three Queensland teams. Um, mm. But then you look at the traditional clubs; they have their way. You know, they, they've been set in their ways for a long, long time. And you know, I don't know if their ball, their boards are old and cruddy. Um, I think a lot of them are. Uh, there's a lot of turmoil apparently at the doggies mm. at the moment. So you know, something needs to be, as you said, something needs to change. Exactly. Well, once again, the, the Bulldogs seems like a never-ending saga of oh. uh, backroom. Um, wrangling and negotiating and dealing and wheeling uh, wheeling and dealing so it's hard to work out exactly what's going on there but to me people that are on a board should be there for the greater good of the club hmm. and I'm well, sure I'm uh, sure the people that are at the Bulldogs are you know that sometimes it pays to take a step back and not get involved you yeah. know a good example I think of a, a you know traditional club out of Sydney that probably has changed from at a lot of levels is South, South Sydney and what they went through. And I think they realised they needed to get out of that that old way of thinking. Um, and they did. They lifted themselves and they, you know, they won their grand final, but they're always up and about in the finals, you know, from where they were. Mm. They, I reckon they've transitioned out of that old style of thinking better than a lot of other clubs have. Mm. Well, maybe what they've done couldn't be a blueprint for other clubs to follow. Yeah, you know, they, they have a go. Mm. Okay, Steve. Well, um, we'll we'll get to the Townsend and uh, the SBW return when we get to the respective yes. games that yep. they're playing. But we better get stuck into the to the round. And we've got West Tigers. What a great comeback win <laughs> over Manly. They were down and out, and they came from behind with Adam Dewey starring there to, to get them over the line. They're up against South Sydney, who threw away an opportunity against the Storm. I felt yeah. they they dominated. The first half in particular, and just led the Storm back into the game, although the Storm certainly earned their win through some sheer brilliance. But just firstly looking at the West Tigers, that was a, a great uh, turnaround for them, wasn't it, uh, the way they came back against <laughs> Mate, I, I was flicking in and out of that game, and I thought they were gone, <laughs> to be honest, Joel, and I'm um, uh, not sure what else I was watching at the same time. But uh, I remember flicking across and going, oh, you know, I sort of thought, well, you know, they're... They're not going to win this, but uh, they, they clawed their way back. I, I was surprised, to be honest, in the end. Yeah, so was I. There's been a bit of talk, too, about a couple of players um, um, leaving uh, the game early at, at half-time. I don't know much about that, but uh, mm. it's just, yeah, it just seems like a storm in a teacup. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. No, neither am I, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I haven't really got my head around exactly what the, the yeah, issue no. is. If, if you're not playing and you turn up at, at the game and then you leave halfway through, what's what's your feeling? Oh, look, if that's the case and that happened, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't think I would ever do that. 
Um, were you ever in that situation where you had to go to a game and watch when you uh, were No, I, um, I, I tell you what I did do back in the day, and um, I, I flew down with the team. We were playing St George, and um, I, I went down sick, and, and it was a Friday night, so I got ruled out during the day and the Friday, and I just went back and asked Wayne, look, do you, and I had a young family then, I just said, do you mind if I take a flight tonight and don't go to the game? He was all good with it. The mm. team was okay with it. Mick Devere filled in and they won. <laughs> well, some of the Tigers legends have got very upset with Josh oh, Reynolds and Russell yeah. Packer for leaving early, haven't they? Yeah, well, I, yeah, and look, Storm on a teacup. Get on with it. Uh, but, you know, some people are passionate about that sort of thing. And, um, you know, I, um, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. I, I, I don't sort of view... I mean, look, I'm passionate about my club. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure... There's stuff like that's happened in the Broncos. We've just sort of gone, yeah, whatever, boys. All we're worried about is the team that's on the field, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> okay, well, South Sydney have got uh, Dane Gagai coming back into the side, and uh, unfortunately, Tavita Tatola's out, so Liam Knight starts. What, what do you make of this game? It's a big one for South. Yeah, it is. They need to win all three of their remaining games if there are any chance of finishing in the top four. Yeah, look, I, I really think, um, especially after last week's performance, well, Wayne would be absolutely gutted. And he did say, look, they beat themselves, which they did. Um, as you said, they dominated. So I, I believe the Rabbits will turn that around very quickly. Um, and you look at the two teams... Uh, West coming off a win, that, that hard-fought win, but they got a lot of still got a lot of turmoil with stuff that's happened, so I'm, I'm going to go the Rabbits. Yeah, so am I, Steve. I think there's so much riding on this game for South Sydney, yeah. although for, for the Tigers there's a lot riding on it too because Michael Maguire certainly has made it clear he wants to, to finish this season on a high. Yeah. But for, for South Sydney, this is a huge game. There's more at stake for them than there was for, for Manly last week, that's for sure. Well, two, get two teams that are completely out of form playing on... Well, not a, totally out of form in the case of Manly, but in, in losing form. The Bulldogs v the Seagulls. Uh, losses for both yeah. of those sides on the weekend. The, the Titans too good for the Bulldogs. And Manly giving up a lead and just completely devastated by injury at the moment. With George Tafua, Achilles, uh, a really good um, young 5'8". Josh Schuster had a fantastic... Um, game I fought against the Tigers he's out for the rest of the season uh, with an ankle injury so just more more grief more and more for, for, for Manly yeah they just you know it just doesn't help um, especially if you've been in a rut and then you just keep copping the injuries and um, I mean this is this game can go either way Joel with the way the these two teams are playing at the moment um, look look Canterbury show glimpses and you know they've been in games but they just can't finish things off and um, you know they, they're showing some Good touches here and there in the past few weeks, but um, yeah, you could it's a toss of a coin to be honest with these two teams. Well, it is, and unfortunately for Canterbury, they're without uh, Montoya, Holland, and, and Forum, which is the big one. Well, that that was the, I think that was the difference uh, with him going off against the Titans. Think, yeah, it, definitely. You know, he he was um, in the first try, set it up, yep. scored the second one, and what a what a player he is. Um, I hope, I hope he can get another contract, uh, Kieran. I think he's one of the players I've really admired over the last decade. The way he plays so tough, his body's certainly been um, bashed around. But I, I do hope that he can get another deal because um, surely he's still got more to offer. I, I'm not quite sure what his family situation is. He's got quite, quite a few children, so moving to the Broncos may not be an option for him. But uh, 
I think he'd be an ideal signing for the Brisbane Broncos, personally. Yeah, uh, you know. In, he, in a lot of ways. I know, forget forget the injuries for a minute. Just what he brings to the table. Oh, he's just a good, he's just a great player. Um, he is, isn't he? He is. And he, he shows it. When he when he's injury-free and he's, he's full, he's you know, just as good as anyone in that position. So, you know, but it's... It's about keeping him on the paddock, and I think that's always going to come into play with you know the injuries he has had over the past couple of years. And um, but you know, there's different teams who can say we can get this guy fit and keep him fit, and um, you know that they go to the table and talk about that. So he, he wouldn't look out of place. Would you like to see the Broncos at least uh, have a crack at him? Yeah, well, well, they're silly if they don't. I mean, you know, we that'd be a great uh, grab in experience in that position. Um, as you said, he brings a lot. Uh, he brings a bit of steeliness. He's tough, you know. He plays tough, which um, mm. you know we have been lacking um, up here. So uh, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Okay, the blockbuster on Friday night. It's the Panthers. The just they go from strength. to I don't strength. think we picked the winner there. We didn't pick our team then. Oh, didn't we? No. Oh, who's <laughs> who's going to win? Steve out of dogs oh, and the eagles. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say the eagles. Just I just can't, especially without foreign. Uh, I don't know why, but I'll just I'll flip, yeah, gonna, the, flip I, of the coin. I've got tails. I got eagle tail. So I'm going to I'm going to tip the eagles as well. Yeah. I think they'll win that one. Okay, not a lot riding on it except uh, pride, and there's a lot of pride in those two clubs, yeah, yeah. and also, of course, uh, players wanting to uh, put their best foot forward. Some of them off contract, I dare say, and, yeah. and, and looking for a new deal. Okay, um, we go to the, the blockbuster at. Um, Panthers Stadium on Friday night to Panthers up against the Eels. Uh, that, what a great uh, game this promises to be. Isaiah Yeo's back um, Yeah, from, that's, a, that's uh, a good in. As well. That is a good in. It's a local derby um, out there, as they say, the Parramatta and the Panthers. And it's... Uh, it, I, I, I can tell you, I really believe um, the Panthers will win this. We'll talk more about the teams, but um, I just... They've just got it all going at the moment. Um, Parramatta have been a little bit stumbling a bit here and there uh, in the past few games. So, But uh, this game, as you said, it's, it's um, considered the local derby and they, they both teams get up, so there's not going to be much in it. What I love about Penrith last week is they, they certainly weren't at their best, but they didn't look like losing against the Broncos. You could say, OK, it was the Broncos, but let's look historically. Since when does Penrith come to Suncorp Stadium, beat yeah. Brisbane without playing their best? It doesn't happen very often. No, that's right. So exactly. it shows you how good this Panther side yeah, is. Yeah, and they they weren't their best, and you know, not take too much away from Brisbane either, because that was probably one of their best games, apart from the two they won at the start of the season. But um, they they showed a bit of ticker. You know, they they sort of played uh, a lot more minutes um, than they have been. Mm. James Fisher Harris, what a beast! Oh. He oh. just goes and goes and goes, doesn't he? Like do, you, he? do you remember when he first came on the scene? He was, he was like a, a Gordon Tallis love child. He he had the bit of the hair going, and if you actually look at him, he looks a lot like Gordon Tallis. And I, I remember when he came on the scene, he wasn't as as big as he's he's actually muscled up and gotten a bit bigger over the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, geez, he's a good player. I really, when he first came on the scene, I thought he has a go this lad. He does, you know. Had a wonderful game, I thought, and so did Zane Tedavano off the bench. They probably didn't get the raps, and and Tedavano certainly didn't. But he's bringing a lot to the table for the, for the Panthers. A lot to like about the Eels too. They went out to mm. a really good lead against the Warriors. The Warriors came back though, um, but the Oof. Eels still able to prevail. Um, there was some really nice football played 
by both those sides. But um, still, still, uh, the jury's out on the Eels. This is a mm. big game for them. If they can win this, I think they really do their um, their finals credentials a really big boost because a lot of people doubting whether they uh, can go with the, the other three teams in the top four. Well, that's right, and um, you know it's nearly it's nearly a little bit of deja vu for them from from a couple of other years, you know, previous years where you know they've been in the fight and then sort of half drop away but as you say towards the end of the season but um, they really need to show um, it'd be for them to win will send a message um, you know across the comp I'm tipping Penrith yeah me too Dragons on Saturday at three o'clock at Wynn Stadium up against um, the Raiders. This has always been a bogey game for the the Dragons. They, they've had a lot of trouble with the Raiders over the years. Um, Cody Ramsey's going to make his NRL debut for the Dragons on the wing yep. in replace of Ravalawa. Then Paul Vaughan's back from suspension, um, and he's up front there with Cade Ellis. So that's a that's a whole new front row for the the, the Dragons there. And um, Ricky's named the same team that went down to the Roosters uh, quite gallantly, I thought. But the the Dragons really have just been, um, like I said before, fluffing their lines. They they should have beaten the, the yes. Cowboys. They had that game. Yeah, they did, and that, that's that's where it's been disappointing. I mean, they just, as you say, they're they're losing games, and that's not the only one they've done this year, Joel. They've, you know, losing games that they should have won in within those eighty minutes, and they they know that, and that's got to hurt. Whether or not that's enough to lift them against a, a Canberra team that are you know without luck last week, but uh, were you know they played some really good rugby league last week, but just weren't, weren't good enough to get the Roosters. But um, you know I, I can't see St George beating the Raiders. No, neither can I. I think with the top four at, at stake here uh, for the Raiders, it's it's looking less and less likely for them. But then then again, if they can win all three games, it gives them a, a real chance. So I'm definitely tipping the Raiders. The the big one on Friday night for Queensland is the Titans up against the Broncos. Um, the, the Titans <clears throat> have got um, Brian Kelly out with an ankle injury uh, and also prop Jermaine Jolliffe. They both went down the first 10 minutes against the Bulldogs, so that was a gritty win. So Bo Firmas out in the centre is very versatile and uh, Hipgrave into the pack for them. Um, so for the Broncos, some good news for them. Alex Glenn's back from an injury. Yep. Um Jordan Ricky and Jamil Hopawade both uh, uh, suspended, and but Josh Offahengawe is back from suspension, and Xavier Coates is on the uh, on the bench as as the bench utility. Big one for the Titans. They've never beaten the Broncos twice in a season yeah. in their history. So this is a great opportunity. For oh, them. What, what what a game um, to be happening here you know, Friday night in Queensland, but um, down at the Rabana. Yeah, yeah, down there, down at um, their stadium. But I. I'm definitely going to go to the Broncos. I, I just think after their game last week mm. um, against Penrith, the front runners, they're going to the players who've come back last week, like Haas and um, who else made it? Was it Corey Oates that he come back last? He week? did, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to be better for it. Um, I, I really think the Broncos will win this and win this comfortably. Do you really? I do. I, I just I just think this has got to be a target for them. As I said. Totally different, differently coached to when they met last time, um, and I think a bit of passion they'll show and and win the you know as the as the big brother should up the road, do the Titans. I, I like what um, Peter Gentle said after the game about the way they threw away the maybe the complex defensive structures yeah. and talk 
um, yeah. know, sound, and, and they're just defended for each other. Like exactly. it was just that simple. The mate, mate looking after his mate beside well, him. Why is that? Why has that ever been ripped out of that club? That that's one of the questions because that's what we we've talked about this job. That's what we played on, playing for your mates, and then we spend most of the season, and then a simple plan comes back in, and guess what? They improve. Hmm. So it just shows, you know, and that's why I think second, you know, especially after that performance and the second game with with the players back that they'll show that and I think they'll win it comfortably. Yeah, well, I, I can't agree with you, Steve. I, I just think the Titans are in better form. Um, they've got the confidence up and I think they've... Although David Fafita, I'm tipping him to have a huge game. I think he's oh, yeah. really going to show the Titans what they're getting, like Peter Gentle <laughs> wants him to do. Yeah, of course he does. That's what he said. He wants him to show the Titans what they're getting. I think he will. Uh, but I just like I just like what I see in the Titans' spine at the moment. Um, Brimson, Taylor and Fogarty, they're just really doing such a good job. Oh, yeah, they are, you know. And But once again, that, that as I said, being local Derby and, you know, Ash Taylor and... Um, from up here, just might just put them under a little bit of pressure that the Broncos can take advantage of. Okay, well, I just think the Titans are in better form. Yeah, you know, I agree. Know, I agree. And I the agree. Broncos just seem to struggle to win. I think it's going to be really close, but I'm just tipping the Titans to just get over the line in this one. But I, I, I'm with you. I could easily be proven wrong. And the, the Titans have a very bad record in recent years against the Broncos at at Rabina. Broncos mm. have put them to the sword quite a few times. I haven't seen a good game from the Titans down there in a long time against the Broncos. I think it might have been 14 the last time yes, they won down yeah. there. So, okay, your Broncos, I'm Titans. Um, the next game we're going to look at here is uh, the, the Roosters up against the um, Knights. Of course, uh, Callum Ponga got that high shot last mm. week, and Mitch Barnett and Heimel Hunt have also been rested um, yeah, okay. for this game. Um, with Tex Hoyes at fullback, Edric Lee's back from injury, Herman Essiesi starting at uh, lock, and Jake Friends back um, for the Roosters, which is a big win for them. Yeah. Lots to talk about here. For the Roosters, Sonny Bill, uh, his entree into the, the game last week. What did you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, I think he. Yeah, and he got a little bit of time, but it, he he did enough to show that he, he'll fit back in there. And you know, he's obviously a, a you know when I say homegrown, but for the for the Roosters, he is a ex Rooster won Grand Final there, and um, they all loved him, and he he did the right thing. I think he got the right amount of time. You know, didn't want to rush him back. Um, good offload. Um, you know, so he'll have a presence. Um, I did I did see a story today around, you know. Is worrying, it, it, and this is where you feel sorry for someone who's coming at this time of the season. And you know, he's sort of stressing about who's, or I think it's him, or there's stress around who's going to miss out. And you sort of feel sorry for the players that have been there all year, but one person's going to miss out the fit Sonny Bill Williams into that team. Yeah, well, I think you're right about the presence. You bring, yeah. you bring something, uh, maybe a belief, yeah, and obviously class. He needs to work his uh, time, work into getting more time up, like you yeah. said. But a uh, lot to like about the Roosters' win last week. Tedesco's back to his best. Oh, Kiri's yes. back in the team. They look unstoppable. Um, Callum Pong has been rested, of course. Uh, the, the coach wants to give him a bit of a break after he's copped some really heavy knocks, including yeah. that one last week from um, Chad Townsend. So, um, well, I noticed Kiri, he was still very tentative. He didn't do much run under the ball, but he's still a bit guarded with that rib injury. I'm pretty sure he's got that rib injury. Mm. And, um, uh, that you know, I thought that was telling, but he's got through the game. Uh, he'll be better for it um, this week. Um, 
Well, the yeah. great thing about Kiri is he takes the line on. So once that as that injury heals, he's going to be more and more dangerous. It just makes him more potent, doesn't it? And I, I then, as you said, Pong is out for a rest, and I really can't see Newcastle getting close to the Roosters in this one. No, neither can I, Steve. And I think I think it's probably a wise move by Adam O'Brien to rest Callum Pong in this particular game. I'm not saying that the, the Knights couldn't beat the Roosters, but I think it was un, it, it's unlikely. I think yeah. there is a gulf between these two teams. Um, the Roosters just looking ominous to me. I, I really see them yeah. looking looking like um, three-peat kings. That's how I see it. They're just building towards Yeah, they are. It's got are. a real deja vu feeling about it from, from my way of thinking. Roosters? Roosters, yeah. Okay, um, the Storm. Um, I feel like we've missed a game here. No, we haven't. Or have we? No. Storm versus the um, the Cowboys at the Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh Ryan Pappenhausen's out with an Achilles injury. So Nico Hines, a uh, good young player, just yeah. re-signed yeah. with the Storm. He's um, playing fullback there for them. So looking forward to watching him have a go. And Nelson Sofa's Solomona is back. And so is Suliasi Vunavalu. So they're just getting their players back. <laughs> getting a few strike weapons back. And, and when you say, um, you know, Pappenhausen's out and he's replaced by... You sort of still carry that confidence, even with that name being replaced, because you just know Nico Hines will just come back and he'll come in and do the job. He will. Yeah, that's just what happens. That's all. It does. It does. How good's Pappenhausen been? Like yeah. last week, he was just electric, and um, his speed is just something else. His vision oh. as well. He's he's got great um, uh, anticipation and great but, passing but, game too. So he's got it all. He, he, I just love the way Craig Bell and the team down there do it. The the coaching stuff, how they bring these kids on and use Pappenhausen as a. Example, yep, he showed glimpses, glimpses, you know, first breaking into grade, but then they just just ride them in, ride them in, and then next one, within 12 months, they're dominant within that team. It's just amazing. It is. It really is. It's a joy to watch, to be honest. And Tino Farsamalawe is just playing the house down yeah. as well. He's the best young forward in the game, in my opinion. Uh, he's certainly um, in the most informed player in the game in, as far as the young forwards yes. coming through. And you know, Kevin Walters in Queensland will be loving that because uh, he's just dynamite. Um, the, the Cowboys, on the other hand, really good performance by them, I thought. Some beautiful touches by Scott Drinkwater at 5'8". What a player. Yeah, uh, He's a risk taker, but when they come off, they just pure genius to watch. Val Holmes working his way back in and a lovely field goal to win that yeah. game. And I'm very impressed with young uh, Tom Gilbert as well, the young forward um, who's um, uh, listed on the bench uh, this this week. But I yep. thought he had a really good game last week. So great for Josh Hannay to get that uh, win. Yeah, it was, you know. And, um, you know, that was so happy. I saw the end of the game and, um, you know, sort of the, uh, the Cowboys of old, you know. They've won plenty in speech, which lost a lot against Brisbane by that one point, mm. and they were very happy about it. So that was good to see from, from their end. Yeah, great to see Holmes um, step yeah. up to the plate, and it wasn't a difficult field goal. but uh, Still I had a bit of pressure on him. No, no field goal's easy when there's, no. when it's in golden point. I mean, you could have no one around you, you still spray him. <laughs> see that happen plenty of times, but he did have someone coming at him, and he got it away. Good good shot, I yeah. thought. It's a lot to like from the Cowboys. They did well. They did really well, and and the spine I thought played extremely well. Drinkwater and Clifford having good games, and um, we can only hope that Valentine Holmes continues to, to stay yeah. fit and 
give the Cowboys a, a, a good ending to the season, but I can't see them beating the Melbourne Storm, Steve. No, neither can I. I just, uh, yeah, they're away from home too. Um, so, you know, Melbourne made this place their home up here, so they won't be any different. No, Melbourne to win. Final game of the round. Uh, it, if the Warriors had won last week, this would have oh. had so much riding on it, but uh, it doesn't really, except the Sharks just hanging on. They don't want to lose three games and let... Um, the West Tigers or all the Warriors could, in theory, go past them if they lost lost all three. So the Sharks, um, without uh, Chad Townsend and also without Wade Graham, who was also suspended. Uh, look, Townsend's that that high shot. Uh, he's explained himself. Uh, it just went wrong. Yeah. No yeah. malice in it, he said. And looking at his record and the way he plays football, I, I do tend to believe Chad Townsend. Well, have you ever seen anything like anything close to that come out of his play? I've never seen it. So no. It was just. It was just. He's just got hit in the wrong place at the wrong time. I just think he couldn't pull out. And he's. Oh, I've just got to go through with this. <laughs> Unfortunate for poor old Ponga, but uh, he copped a beauty. He did. Well, Townsend's attitude was, I did the crime, I've got to do the time. <laughs> That's right. That was his attitude. Oh, no. Yeah, I think anyone would, you know, if you, unless you were JWH or something, you'd you'd, uh, you'd go, well, what's wrong with that? But uh, you, you know when you're guilty, you're guilty. But, yeah, no, and good on him. Um, you know, Pong has got a week off, but, um, you know, that's, <laughs> that happens. But I, I don't know with this game, Joel. I, um, you know, it's... Uh, Sorry, I've just gone blank there. Um, the Sharkies, you know, but I, I just love um, Warriors. I'd love, I'd love to see them win. I just love to see them strike another. I reckon they're beatable. Um, the Sharks, I'll the say, Shark- oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Graham suspended. I mean, Sean, yeah, well, Graham's there. Sean Johnson's back from a groin injury and a hamstring injury, so everything really rests on him. We've seen him set up so much for the uh, Sharks this year, and while he's been away, yeah. he's certainly been missed. But what can you say about the Warriors? I mean, they just keep... Um, oh. What about some of the tries they scored? That one to Harris Tavita, that was an absolute yeah. cracker. Roger Tuovasa-Shek, one of oh. those runs, just phenomenal. The ball that kept alive. Uh, and they've got uh, the lone pair back, uh, Jennings and Alvaro. Yeah, so, and well, Alvaro's a, a big in for him, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's been playing you know, like a house on fire. The, before last week's game, that was one of his best games the week before, and... Um, you know, so I, I, look, I'm I'm actually going to go to Warriors here. I, I think uh, Sharks are there for the picking. I do too, Steve. I think the Warriors can win this, and uh, their their finals hopes are very very uh, shaky. But they're not out of the question if they can. They, they need to win all three and hope the Sharks lose all three. Yeah. They can start here. You know, it's really and um, I'm enjoying about them I and good on them, and you know. Uh, Todd Payton. So, with as we talk about it every week, but look at last week. You know, team that looked flogged from all ends. You know, new coach. You know, players leaving. Um, they're just enjoying their footy. So he's got their mindset right. Where boys, let's just go out and make the most of this. You know, got them believing in themselves and just their performance last week and some of their tries. Amazing. You know, so that shows they're enjoying their footy. They keep rolling like that. They'll win a couple more. Well, they will, and they were down um, 16 nil. Yeah. So they came back and they played Warriors football, which is tough and and expansive and and a real razzle dazzle aspect oh. to it, like the freakish passes that stick, people appearing out of nowhere to support and playing for each other, and that's Warriors football to yeah, me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is, and that's what you love to see, you know. Mm. And um, 
I think Todd Payton's got, as I said, in the right mindset, and they're doing that, and mm. really showed last week. Well, there's obviously structures for all teams, but the Warriors are at their best when they get, decide to go outside of it and play what they see well, and, and back each other up. Well, yeah, and it, it's it's around that you have a simple game plan. Mm. You start with it's simple, as I say. We keep saying the simple game. You start with that. You see something, you have a go, and it, if it works, well, you have another go. But if it doesn't, well, then you pull back. So, and they're doing that pretty well. So they're resetting during different parts of the game. When I say reset, you go back to your basic game plan. Mm. But if you have a look at them, just play what's in front of you. Yep. No, they're doing it extremely well, and I, I think they can um, definitely win this game. The Sharks are there for the taking, unless, uh, of course, Sean Johnson can pull out some of his magic because they're certainly going to miss their, their skipper as well yeah okay steve well look thanks very much for your thoughts uh, we're no, no closer at this point to the broncos coach being announced but um darren lockyer tells us that that will be done by mid-october with any uh, that's the aim anyway yep he told me that today so um stay tuned i've got a feeling it'll be done sooner than that to be honest but yeah oh look you'd like to think it would be um you know, that, that even gives a lift to the team if the right person's selected now. Mm. Um, they, they, they're nearly worth announcing now. Probably it doesn't matter who gets it, just so the, they know. The it players doesn't matter know. to you who gets it still. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> I'm trying to play, be political here, but yeah. As someone, told, as someone gagged you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Have you been gagged? No, look, it, it, I, I was just saying, <laughs> if Kevin Walters was, they, they announced him tomorrow. The team would lift and they'd you guarantee a win mm. um, under Peter Jennings. But have the old boys been gay? Have you been told to shut up? about uh, No? Yeah, try it. I'd like them to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it's a myth, is it? Yeah, that's a myth. I can't believe that one. Uh, no, I just uh, I just go and I said it. I've, I've, my own personal... I've, I can't say any more negative about the club and it's not fair to, to, the, to that playing group or, or the club. Um, no. I've said my piece and I, I just want to see it improve. That's, mm. all, that's all we want. Yeah. You know, we've harped and harped and up. Nothing's changed, so no one's listening. So it's like, but um, just know that it's coming from the heart. And I've said all I had to say. So, um, you know, so I'll speak when the next coach is, hopefully in a positive way, when the next coach is in here. (laughs) Okay, Steve. Thanks, Joel.